Welcome to the Bayside Sports Pod. I'm your host, Seth Tao. I'm a sports reporter for the Star Democrat, covering the Eastern Shore for APG Chesapeake. Be sure to keep up with all of our episodes at the Star Democrat website, or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Seth Tao, and follow us on Instagram at stardem underscore sports. Hey everyone, this is episode 11 of the Bayside Sports Pod. Thanks for listening. On this episode, I interviewed Easton senior quarterback Ryan O'Connor. We talked about virtual school, his commitment to the University of Delaware, his favorite quarterbacks and football players, how much he's missing football, and why he thinks they could play right now. Ryan's very well-spoken and had some good insight into what it's like for student-athletes on the sideline right now. So again, thanks for listening, and enjoy. Okay, so joining me on the Bayside Sports Pod today is Easton senior Ryan O'Connor. He plays quarterback for Easton football, plays basketball and baseball for Easton as well. So, Ryan, what's up? What's up, Seth? How are you? I'm good, man. How's how's virtual school been? <laughs> it's been different. I mean, it's it's always a new challenge with everything this year, so... I mean, just going through all the Zoom calls, it's a lot shorter. It's all, I'm, I'm done by 10.30, so it's different. There's some goods and bads, but definitely different. Take me through it a little bit. You know, I'm not in those virtual classes. Yeah. I'm sure people that are listening aren't either. I guess just what are the classes like? It's obviously going to be a big difference from being in person, but I guess what, how big of a difference is it from actually being in these classes? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole world of a difference. Basically, I just wake up about 20 or 30 minutes before my first class. And I just basically, our, our school has a browser named Frog where we get all our work from. And I just go on there on my teacher's site and I just click on the link. And the first class a couple of days ago, I joined the Zoom call. And I was the only one with my video on for the whole, for the whole class. My friends were like texting me about it. And I didn't see it till after, so that was kind of awkward. But then people started turning their videos on, you know, after the first couple classes. But yeah, it's just you got the teacher up there, kind of sharing their screen with their instructions and all that, and all the kids are just basically just sitting there watching and listening with their mute with their mics muted, and we're just basically watching honestly we don't really do much talking unless we're asked and every teacher is different but it's just really different I mean I don't really have any other words I'm just still getting used to it is it harder to like pay attention in class than than than, than normal it definitely is definitely is because you know you're not I'm like sitting on my couch or sitting at my desk in my house all alone there's there's a lot more distractions, I think, just at just because you're alone, you know, and there's you're not sitting next to your classmates in a, you know, a square cement room with a couple of windows. It's you're in your house. I've been here for the past eight months doing the same stuff. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to pay attention, but at the same time, it's nice to have something new to focus on and all that stuff. Is there any part of it that makes it – is there any part of it that's a little easier than, than normal school? Mm, I mean, it's – the classes are a lot shorter. So, I mean, 
for me, it's not that big a deal, but I know a lot of my friends have shorter attention spans. And a lot of my friends, I, I don't mind school that much, but a lot of my friends just really don't like school. And I honestly, I'm getting kind of tired of it. So, you know, having it shorter is kind of nice. You know, we're done in a couple of hours. Um, the work, work's not too much. We just do that all on our own. So, I mean, it's really just kind of, I wouldn't say it's easier, but I would say it's kind of, it's, it's more lax, you know? Yeah, I can completely get you being tired of school by the time you're getting to senior year. I remember <laughs> when I was a senior, anytime I could get out of there even five minutes early, it felt like a victory. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I guess let's get into sports a little bit. Well, congratulations on Delaware. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I guess, how, how, how'd you end up there? Why'd you pick Delaware? Well, I mean, they were definitely, I talked to a lot of schools throughout the whole process, but they were definitely the school that I felt cared about me the most. And they were the most upfront with me, to be honest, you know, I mean, just from the first time I was in contact with them, coach Ambrose and coach Beelan, I've been in contact with Coach Beelan for a couple of years now because he's visited the school a couple of times. But both of them, Coach Rocco, just every conversation I've had with them since, you know, March when it really started getting serious, everything has just been very sincere and, you know, just upfront. I've never really, I've never really had to guess where I stood with them, you know, in the whole process. I always knew. And when it, you know, when it came time for me to make a decision about where I needed to go and where I wanted to be, it was pretty easy for me, to be honest. There was a, I had a couple offers, but that was definitely, you know, that was where I wanted to be. How did the pandemic, the pan, you say, you know, you started figuring things out a little bit more in March. That, mm -hmm. I mean, that's obviously when the pandemic really started. I guess when the pandemic started, how did that impact how they were recruiting you? And did that impact your mindset at all going about the recruiting process? Yeah, definitely. I was, you know, when we first, when this first started, I was really worried because I was, I mean, everything just stopped. I had no more showcases to go to, no more practices or any of that. So really under a normal, in a normal summer, I would have been, you know, attending college camps and I would have done a one day camp at Delaware and probably a bunch of other schools if I didn't have any offers like that, because that's really where they evaluate their talent, especially quarterbacks. You know, they really want to see their quarterbacks up front, get their hands on them, coach them up in person at their camps. And I was worried because I knew I wasn't going to get that opportunity. So I basically just kind of recorded myself working out a lot and kind of posted it out there on my Twitter account and all that stuff. And I try to, I try to just make myself visible and put myself out there to kind of make up for what I was losing. And there's really no making up for in-person evaluations, but that was the best we could do. So that's, I mean, I just kind of had to put myself out there. I kind of changed what I was, I changed, changed my mindset. And yeah, it's been really weird because NCAA has been in a dead period since then. I haven't been able to, I've been on Delaware's campus, but I haven't really had any official visits or any of that stuff. I haven't really 
been around the team or any of that. So, yeah, this is, I mean, with a lot of things this year, recruiting is totally different. And I think you got to look at both sides, you know, the player and the university, and each has a has to give and take some stuff that they wouldn't have had before. So it's just really different. What, what struck you about the campus? I mean, I, you, thought you say you've been there a few times. I guess what strikes you about the campus at Delaware? Well, definitely. I, I've grown up always wanted to play college football, you know, watching Saturday primetime games, all that stuff, you know. Yeah, I, I could really answer any questions about college football you might have because I've been sitting on my couch every Saturday for the past 10 years watching. But honestly, the first thing – you see when you're kind of driving through the campus is just the big stadium. And that is just picture perfect for me, you know, especially that setting, you know, I've kind of watched their games and gone on and watched some videos and stuff. And just that setting they have at Delaware stadium is just absolutely awesome. That's really been what I've always wanted to do. And they've got the amazing, you know, indoor dome with the practice facility. They got some turf fields outside to practice on too. And they're putting, you can just see it when you're driving through all the renovations they're doing on the stadium and all that great stuff. So that, I mean, that was just the first thing I saw when we're driving through just the athletic facilities. And then you drive through the campus. And I would say, it's definitely what I pictured the college would, you know, look like because I've been, I've, I visited a couple of schools like, like Brown and Princeton and Monmouth and all of them were amazing, you know, amazing schools and settings. But Delaware was just really, I would say it's one of the oldest schools, you know, in the country. I, I don't know if it's the oldest, it's definitely one of the oldest. So it's kind of got that old colonial building type feel with the green and the quad and all that good stuff. So that, that was really cool. You know, I could, I was just kind of, I was the only one there at the time, but I was just envisioning like all the students, you know, walking around and all that stuff. And I went on main street, all the shops and all the nice bars and all that stuff where I you know everyone would always be flowing through on a Saturday, watching the games and all that. So, you know, that was, that was really great. And then I finally went up to the dorms and I just loved it. They have like an outdoor basketball court and all that cool stuff with the turf field. I mean, there's just nothing, nothing to not like. It's just pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So you're a complete college football nut, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically just football nut. I mean, NFL and college, but Yeah. I basically I dedicate my weekends to watching football and playing football <laughs> in the fall, which is just weird now because we're not doing that. Who's your favorite college football player of all time? <sighs> that is such a hard question. Um, all right, you can you can name more than one. I, I can name two. That's def. I can okay. I mean, my favorite is definitely Marcus Mariota at Oregon. Just because let's see like sixth grade that's when I really started you know really paying attention and watching him and that spread offense at Oregon just that was awesome he's he's really been my favorite player since then I know he's struggled a little bit in the NFL but I still stick with him 
Um, and that, then Deshaun Watson, just because I really like the way he's always played with, you know, always being an underdog at Clemson. I know they're the top dog now, but when he was there, you know, going up against Alabama those years, um, definitely loved watching him, you know, especially how he kind of elevated his game. It always seemed like everyone was kind of shouting him down when they're going up against this crazy defense against Alabama, but he would always raise his game. He's always throwing for like 400 yards in the national championship. So definitely Deshaun Watson and Marcus Mariota. I think those are two of my favorites that I've ever watched. Those are two great picks, man. Marcus, yeah. Mar- that, that, that Heisman season by Mariota was special. It was just amazing. I mean, the, that Rose Bowl game against Florida State, that was probably one of my favorite games ever. He just lit it up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite team that you follow? Like I get, like before you, before you committed college, to Delaware? Um, no, not really, honestly. I mean, I was, you know, I always said I would like like to watch Oregon and Clemson, but honestly, I don't. Not I don't really have a favorite. I would just honestly watch any game that was on and just kind of get into it. But definitely my favorite team now is Delaware. Let's go, baby. Blue Hens. <laughs> <laughs> the same school as Joe Flacco. Yes, sir. Grew up watching him <laughs> on the Ravens. Diehard Ravens right here. So, yeah, that was that was also another surreal thing. Just, I, I mean, I didn't really think about it until it was kind of official, but I was like, I really watched Joe Flacco for the past 10 years on the Ravens and I'm going to the same school as him. So that was, that, that's actually pretty crazy, to be honest. When did that kind of hit you? Um, I don't know. I was, I was getting ready to post, you know, my offer from Delaware because, you know, that's what everyone does, whatever. But usually people post pictures of their players and I'm thinking of the Delaware players I know and I'm like, Joe Flacco went here and I'm like, I just kind of, I mean, I always knew it, but it was just crazy to really sit back and think about because that man was on my television set for 10 years, 11 years in a row, watching the Ravens every single Sunday. So that was, that's pretty awesome in my, in my opinion. So Flacco, is Flacco your, your all-time kind of favorite NFL player? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I would have to say so because the Ravens have always been my team. And he gets a lot of hate, but, you know, I don't think I've ever watched any player more than him, so I kind of understand him as a player. But there's a lot of NFL players that I would, you know, say I like. But, yeah, Flacco's definitely one of them. Who are your favorite, like, quarterbacks to watch? Like, especially as you've grown up and, like, started – playing like getting more into the craft of the game are there any college or pro quarterbacks that you kind of take take some cues from or model your game after anything like that um yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'd kind of compare my game to anyone because every quarterback's completely different but I definitely take some stuff that I see like from a lot of quarterbacks like I would say Aaron Rodgers definitely I try to take a lot of stuff from his game that I see he's got a really he can really get the ball out when he needs to with that quick release and on a lot on a lot of platforms too you know on platform off platform if he's on the run he's always just giving his receiver a chance you know he's putting it where it needs to be um I mean I love to watch Mahomes who doesn't but you know he does some stuff that a lot of coaches really wouldn't advise you to do so that's he's just fun to watch 
But, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers definitely is one guy that I've always kind of admired just because he's – he kind of – I feel like our games are similar. I mean, obviously, he's on an extremely higher level and is an amazing, <laughs> amazing NFL quarterback. But I like to take a lot of stuff from him. You know, I like to think of myself as a mobile quarterback. I can stand in the pocket or throw on the run. How how long have you been playing football? Um, I've been playing football since I was in first grade. First grade, and I've just never stopped. <laughs> How'd you get into it? Uh, I, my dad. My dad definitely kind of got us into it. I have four brothers that are all younger than me, and we all play. Uh, I have a quarterback who's a sophomore, and my other brother is a wide receiver. He'll be a junior. And then another brother, he plays quarterback. He'll be in eighth grade. And then my youngest doesn't – I don't really know what he plays yet. He doesn't know yet. But, yeah, I just – I never – and I never even played quarterback till I was in eighth grade. Yeah, eighth grade. I was always the left tackler, the wide receiver, the middle linebacker or something. But it, it really – I mean, it was hard to not play quarterback. Believe me, I was – it was hard to not play quarterback because I had always wanted to play quarterback. But I think that just growing up in the game kind of has always helped me. I, I, I really just can't think of my life without football in it. You actually didn't play quarterback until you were eighth grade, in eighth grade after you had played since first grade? Yeah, no, I, I, eighth grade was my first year. <laughs> um, yeah, that was hard. I'd always, I mean, I'd play in the backyard with my friends. I was always the quarterback, but when we would get on the field, I was just, I would just play other positions. I don't know. It was, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really my decision, but, you know, I'm kind of grateful for it. It kind of taught me how to work hard and honestly persevere because there were times when I was, when my parents would just be like, oh, you, I don't really remember, but they would be like, Oh yeah, you would come home and you'd be like, I hate football, I wanna play quarterback, all that stuff. But yeah, I mean I guess it helped me persevere through because um I got my opportunity. <laughs> so then how did you crack through and finally get your chance at quarterback? I don't know. I, I it just kinda happened, I guess. I guess it's just we had quarterback tryouts and they finally let me play. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I just I'd always said I wanted to play, but it just never happened. I don't know. It's it's Pop Warner football, you know. I mean, you're out there playing. I mean, yeah, it matters what position you're playing, but the bottom line is you're playing football, you know. It helps it helps you get to know the game better. And I'm I mean, I'm grateful for that. What what it feel like, you know, you you after all that time waiting, you get out there and you're playing quarterback for the first time, you know, what 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 was that like? Uh, it just felt right. It felt right. I mean, Pop Warner, I played one year in 8th grade, but when I got to high school, that's when it was like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Because when I when I talk about like what what I grew up watching, you know, school like that's exactly what we do at my high school. We're spread offense, no huddle, go fast. So when I got that first playbook, um, my freshman year, I was I was like, all right, we can do this. We can work with this because. It's really a dream country. I don't think I could have gone to a better high school because what we do is perfect. (laughs) 
so I guess, you know, beyond the normal self-confidence that, that especially high school athletes have to have, was there a single play or specific moment that kind of made you realize like, oh, wow, okay, I'm like pretty good. I'm actually pretty good. <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't think there's a single moment. Um, I think just this, the thing that gives me my confidence I need is just all the hard work, you know, that you put into whatever you're doing. Just every weight room, every hot summer practice that I've always, you know, done that, that once you do off the field, you know, when the lights aren't shining, that's, that's really what gives you the confidence. Cause if you're not working, if you're not putting in hard work, when the lights are off, you're not, you just won't have the confidence when they're on and everyone's in the stands. So I don't, I don't think there's really one moment for anyone. I mean, there might be some moments for some people, but I think it's a lot of built up confidence over time, honestly. When did you start getting recruited by schools, I guess? Well, last year, September 1st, I you know, started getting a couple letters. I got some letters from like Columbia in New York City, VMI, um, just, just to name a few. But September 1st, you know, when my junior started, it was like, hey, we've got our eye on you, maybe some stuff like that. But definitely after my junior year was kind of finished, excuse me, after my junior year was finished, that's definitely when things started to kind of pick up. When you started getting recruited and, and getting those offers, I guess, was that that kind of moment for you where it's like, oh, wow, like I'm actually good enough to play at the next level? Yeah, I always, I always thought, I've always thought I was good enough and I always kind of believed that I would. But definitely because I was, me and myself, I was definitely kind of late getting my offers. If you're looking at a lot of other quarterbacks that I'm going to be competing against. So definitely when I got that, it was kind of, it was just some validation, I guess, that my hard work kind of paid off a little bit. But then again, it's not, it's not like this is the point where I'm stopping. This is just, this is just the beginning for me, honestly, because th this is where I've been wanting to be. But now I get to actually go do what I've been wanting to do. So I guess outside of football, what, what are your other favorite sports teams? Um... I like the Lakers in in the NBA and the Orioles for the MLB. Finally, the Lakers are, you know, doing something because when I, when I first started kind of following the Lakers, it was like D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson, and Kobe in his last couple years. They were really bad. So finally, they're doing something. And the Orioles, I don't really have much to say about them. <laughs> they're doing all right this year, but – just kind of, they're just there. <laughs> I'm waiting for them to do something. <laughs> hey, man, these Orioles are really fun. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're fun, I guess. But I don't know. It's been kind of, I guess I haven't paid attention to them as much as I have in the past. After, especially after the past couple of years. But I can't, I can't really speak to them that much this year. They're only a game and a half out of the playoffs. I know. Yeah. I know they're right around 500, but I'm just – I know the – and the playoffs have been expanded, right? Yeah, for this year. Yeah, okay. So that's, that's kind of like – I mean, if they make the playoffs, great. 
if they make the playoffs, great. But I don't, I don't know. We'll see. If they make the playoffs, I'll watch. Trust me, I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's like if this if this team gets to the playoffs, this team is supposed to be absolutely horrible. Exactly. I, I still don't. I still don't understand how they're any good. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll see. I don't but, know. We'll see how that works out. But I guess no one can call you a bandwagon Lakers fan if you started watching during those down years. I don't like that. I hate when people do that. Can't. I have a, I have a Lonzo Ball rookie year jersey in my closet right now. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't age well. Nope. <laughs> um, was football always your favorite sport? Um, I wouldn't say that, honestly, because I played basketball and baseball, too. And I always would say when people would ask that, I would just be like, it's just whatever sport, whatever season I'm in, to be honest, because that's where my focus would be. And I really did love, I really do love all three. I mean, football is what I'm going to focus on now. But, I mean, I still plan to play. If we have those seasons, I'll still plan to play if I'm allowed. And, you know, hopefully we can get that in because I think that's really important. Yeah, that's a good transition point to talking about all of that. I mean, I know you've been pushing hard for sports and football to come back. So I guess what are your thoughts on that whole situation? You know, I don't know. I really think that compared to a lot of other states, we could be playing because I know there's at least 30 other states playing high school football right now. There's been over a thousand games played with zero COVID-19 outbreaks that have been reported. Um, but yeah, I mean, you see all these different states that are now just being cleared to play football, like Louisiana, Michigan. You got Virginia organizing a protest in the coming days and Connecticut was out there, you know, full force the other day. So I really think it's just gonna come down to really what Maryland decides to do because it's really going to be up to us. Um, not us as players, but us as a, a state. And, you know, Hogan has said that he really wants the schools to reopen. And if the schools reopen, I don't see any reason that we wouldn't be able to play. So, you know, it, it's, it's really out of our hands. I mean, we can do all the advocating we want, but hopefully, this still this keeps gaining steam with the other states and Maryland takes a look at it because when I think about what's important, especially in the lives of kids like me, like high school kids, a lot of the reasons that we come together and, you know, really participate in our community is really revolving around sports, you know. I know we wouldn't be able to have a lot of fans, maybe we wouldn't have fans, but just, you know, something on Friday nights. It's just something about Friday nights with the whole community coming together and, you know, just supporting one another. Like, we really don't have that support right now without sports. We don't really get to see each other. We don't really have that, you know, camaraderie that, that we would have. And sports, especially football, is a really big reason that a lot of kids participate and try in school. So without that, I mean, they're definitely going to see some negative effects. And, I mean, I could go on and on talking about this all day. But <laughs> I just, I don't know. You see, other, you see other states doing it. 
and you just think that could be us. Yeah, I mean, there's even been some game high school games like on ESPN, and yeah, there's you know you, you see plenty of states that are coming back. Is it hard to see things like that? How hard is it to see things like that when other states say, "Hey, we're coming back, we're going to play," and then there's high school games on on TV? Like, just how hard is that to see when you're still on the sideline? Yeah, it's it's incredibly it's incredibly hard, um, incredibly hard. Just I don't know, really. I just kind of feel for everyone who, you know, is similar to me because if this was my junior year, I would be in a really different position. You know, I have teammates that I know, I know and believe that should be getting the same opportunities as me that they just need an opportunity to show it. So it's kind of hard just to know that, we're not getting that opportunity. I mean, there's different risks for all different kinds of people. And I think each person and each family should have to just make a decision based on the risk factors that they have in their own home. And everyone will, everyone will be different. So everyone will be different. Um, it's just, yeah, that, that's really hard to see. And, you know, it's obvious, this is obviously a tricky conversation to have with a, a high school kid because no one really expects you guys to know all the answers or really yeah. everything you're up against, just even with the virus itself. But, you know, from your perspective as a player, I guess if when someone, you know, the natural response to we, why we could easily be playing out there right now is this virus it hasn't gone away. Right. It's still a big threat. And there's no way to easily social distance when you're playing football like you could for, say, a sport like golf. Yeah. And, and really keep safe from COVID. So I, I guess what do you – what's the counter to that? I mean, there there really is no counter. I mean, you can't really say anything to someone who would say that. I would just say just try to keep the breakouts at a minimum and, you know, hope for the best. I mean, I don't really know what I would say to that because – when someone says that and brings that up, that's a valid point. But there's a there's an ambulance outside the football field every Friday night. And that's because people acknowledge the fact that there's risk. That, yeah, this is a great and wonderful game, but you could also be going out in that ambulance at any point on any play. So everyone acknowledges the risk. It's just does the risk and the benefit which way is more for you you know so i don't know so i guess what do you right now what are you missing the most about football season mm. i don't there's not really one thing i could say i'm honestly it's probably it's probably going out having that walk from our locker room down to the field down the steps, hearing hell's bells walking down as we go through the tunnel and hearing the crowd roar, honestly. That's definitely it, actually. But every everything, really. Just not being with our teammates and our coaches and not walking through the school on Friday with our jerseys on and all that stuff. And just not playing. I miss everything about it. That's really the truth. And... I just hope we can get that back soon. I don't know. 
there, it seems like football could happen in the spring yeah. and, you know, sports could happen in the spring and everything, you know, there could end up being a February to April or something like that, like football season, just throwing something out there. Like, I guess, is there something that you feel like you're missing out on specifically by not getting to run out there like right now, like during the, dur during the fall, like, is there something that, that just feels right about playing football in fall? Yeah, that's, I, I can't imagine it any other time. It's just, there's just the feeling that you get, you know, this, the September, October, November nights, it's kind of cold and chilly. It's just perfect. Uh, it, to me, it's the most wonderful time of the year. People say Christmas, but I say this. Um, and then if it was everybody, if it was every state, I wouldn't feel so, you know, cheated, but it, it is, a, it is a lot of states that are out there playing football right now. So, just to see that we could be doing that. Just, it just, just doesn't feel right. I mean, if we get to play, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy at some point, but what's the difference going to be in the spring versus right now? Because right now is, seems like one of the best times for Maryland to do it. You know, our statewide positivity rates been under 5% for a long time now, over 63 days if I'm correct. And, you know, it just seems to me like if we're going to do it, we should do it now because why wait? And obviously as, as it stands any, any football season will look different than normal. I, even if they bring it back right. in the fall somehow, I mean, it, it just any football season is going to look different than normal. Does that matter to you? I'm sure obviously you would rather be playing a, a normal season and having a normal state playoffs and everything like that. But given the circumstances, how much does that matter to you? Does the format or how many games or anything like that matter to you? Or is it just, I just want to be back out there regardless? Yeah, I, I, I would just say at this point, I just want to be back out there. You know, I would, I would love to have a 10-game season with the stands being full and state playoffs and all that stuff. But if we can't have that, we can't have that. Um, if it's going to be a six-game season right now or a six-game season in the spring, just give it to me now so we can, you know, guarantee that we're going to actually have it because it seems to me like we've just been pushing everything back and putting it all off and there really hasn't been any action to me. So we'll see. I mean, there's really no telling what's going to happen in six or seven months with a, with a sports season, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, swimming, anything. So Honestly, we'll just see. Hopefully something gets done and we have a firm plan. I know uh, back in – we talked when we talked in May for a story that I was doing, you told me that with base, baseball season canceled, you were able to start working on football and preparing for football season a lot earlier than normal. And, I mean, wasted time isn't a good term because you were still working hard. But do you feel like that time and extra work was kind of all for nothing now? Definitely not. Um, I think I've been able to – work on a lot of things and tweak some things in my game that, you know, I, I just still have more time to do. Um, I was, I was building up some momentum, like thinking we were going to be starting in August, but I've just been able to build on what I've done already and, you know, continue to get better. So hopefully I can, you know, get a chance to show what I've worked on <laughs> the past eight months.
in a high school uniform, but we'll see. Um, I don't think any time is wasted time if you're working hard, though. I mean, I've been, you know, working on my game a lot, and that's not that's not going to go away just because I'm not playing in a game right now. If the season ends up, if they don't bring it back until spring and, and they have a football season in spring, there may end up being some overlap between seasons. And for you as a three-sport athlete, how tough would that be to have to pick potentially between one sport or another? Um, I don't know. I don't know. That would be hard. Hopefully, I have the opportunity to play all three. I mean, I, I would have no problem with going back-to-back and just going right into another sport. That's what we do on a – that's what I've been doing for the past three years anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I thought – I. I've been of the mindset they're going to just make all three seasons available to play or something like that. But I really don't know. Is that what, do you have any information about that? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't have any actual insight for that besides, you know, just kind of hearsay and some assumption. Yeah, just, right. you know, if, if you only have so many months to have a, yeah. a three seasons and you need to give each sport an equal amount of time, there's only so much time that you can do and there may end up being a, t- a tad bit of overlap. Right. Yeah. Even if it's just kind of the last game of one season interfering with the start of practice for another season. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that happens a lot with, you know, basketball playoffs going into baseball or football playoffs going into basketball. Um, yeah. If that was a, that wouldn't be a problem. If you're talking about games from one season interfering with games from another, then that's a different story. But yeah, I mean, I, I have no problem going back to back. I would be fine with that. Yeah, I mean, and it seems highly unlikely they'll have an actual state playoff just given the the right. time concerns. But I guess the difference would be that normally it would be you, you'd have state playoff games or you'd have playoff games running into the other season. And I guess it must feel like an easy decision. Oh, it's the playoffs. This is what we've been working for. This right. is, you know, it, it's a no-brainer to, to stick with the team that's in the playoffs. But – if there's no playoffs and it's just kind of the regular season, then you might have some people that, that have to make that, make that tough decision. I mean, at this point, that would be a good position to be in <laughs> because that would mean we're actually playing. So if that happens, I'll just cross that bridge when it comes to it. But I would love to be in that position, honestly. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, yeah. I guess any final thoughts on all of that? Uh, no, not really. I think I said all I need to say about why we should be playing, but yeah, I know there's a lot, I know there's a lot of people that feel the same way I do. So hopefully we can continue to get some steam on that discussion. What would you give to be back out on that field with your teammates later today? <laughs> it's don't tell me today. Today's not Friday. Is it? Okay. It's Thursday. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't know. I would I would say everything, but then you just gotta think it's as much as you love it, it's it's just the game and I'm not actually no, it's not it's not just the game, but there's a lot of pain that people are going on that's going on outside of this that really make something like football seem not so big. So at least I mean at least my house isn't burning down and at least everyone in my family's healthy and all that. But if I was to say what I would give, I mean, 
I don't, I really don't know. I just, I just know something's not right. I can just feel it. So I'm just happy that I'm happy for what I have right now, but I can't help but think about, you know, that we should be playing. That's a good perspective. And I think a good place to leave this off. So Ryan, thanks for coming on the podcast. This was a good conversation and uh, looking forward to talking to you later on. No problem. Thank you very much.